guys. Welcome back to Allergic to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. And we're so glad you joined in to listen today. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Genesis chapters 45 through 47. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's click quickly recap mm-hmm. what we learned let's in chapters 42 through 44. So Joseph's brothers are sent to Egypt to purchase grain and have to answer to Joseph himself without them knowing it. Joseph keeps his true identity hidden and accuses them of being spies and throws them in a jail. While in jail, we start to see a little change of heart amongst them. Um, He tells them to basically prove that they are honest men and to bring their youngest brother to him. All the while, Simon is kept as a prisoner in Egypt. Joseph sends them away with loads of grain and money, and the money scares them a little bit, as it should. (laughs) They return to Jacob and tell him what happened, and he refuses to send Benjamin. After all the grain is gone, Jacob tells his sons to go buy more food, but Judah refuses to go without Benjamin. Um, So after Judah persuades Jacob, he finally agrees to let Benjamin go. Um, So they return to Egypt, where they eat with Joseph, and he sends them on their way with grain and money and a hidden ruse to test them yet again. When they are caught, they all support Benjamin and refuse to leave him. Joseph says he will keep Benjamin as a slave and the rest of the brothers can go home. But Judah offers himself in place of Benjamin instead. And that was the cliffhanger that left us at chapter 44. So We're now find out into chapter 45. What happens? Yes. I think Judah passed the test. What do you think? Yeah, I think definitely. And I think it was... they all passed the test. Yeah, and I think it was good. I know we talked about this at the end of the last episode, but I think it's really cool to see him coming full circle from being the one who was all gung-ho about getting rid of Joseph to being the one now who is self-sacrificing himself for the youngest brother slash favorite, Benjamin. Um. And two, you also have to think about what God is pushing them to do. Like these brothers are supposed to become the nations of Israel. Mm-hmm. Like they need to have those qualities of good yeah. nations, that solidarity that. and the compassion they have for other people yeah. to make them into Absolutely. great nations. So, of course, they need to be tested to make sure that their change of art is true and it's not just some superficial Change. They're like, oh, we're going to change. We're going to do the dishes. They do it for two weeks and they don't do it anymore. (laughs) No shade. (laughs) None. None none whatsoever. (laughs) Anyway, um, my husband helps out around the house. I just want to make that clear. So does mine. Of course. He does all the laundry. All the laundry. Well, because he's OCD about his laundry. Love you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So... Upon hearing that Judah has sacrificed himself for Benjamin, um, Joseph mm-hmm. cries again out loud. Again, this is what his third time, third time crying. Yeah, this time he doesn't go to his room. He doesn't like walk no, away. He, like, makes, he just does it. No, he makes people leave. He makes That's the other true. people yeah, leave. Yeah, he stays like, where he's at. <laughs> imagine his everyone brothers. leaves. Yes, it's like just away go, from me. Just go. Just get, just get just get them out of here. Don't look at me. <gasps> <laughs> look away. Right? Um, he says, "Make everyone go out from me." 
So no one stayed with him except for his brothers. And he, at that point, made himself known to his brothers. So, like, imagine what his brothers are thinking right now. Like, they <laughs> they have just been put in prison. They went back. And then they came back to Egypt. And they were dining with this guy. And, you know, they sent them away. And then they were chased down again to be brought back to this guy. And now, upon hearing that his brother is going to be sacrificed... You know, in place of the youngest. Yeah. This grown man it's who insane. has treated him com- them completely wrong. Not wrong, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, as foreigners, just breaks down and starts crying in, in front, front of, of them. them. Like, and saying, it's me. I'm Joseph. Hello. <laughs> like. It's crazy. Okay. Also think, keep in mind, these people don't speak whatever the language of the Egyptians was. They speak Hebrew. Yeah. So this person that they didn't think knew Hebrew starts talking to them in, in their Hebrew. native yeah. language, yeah. crying, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying they that he is Joseph, the brother that they betrayed and 20 sold years ago, yeah. 20 some years ago. Yeah. So of course they're, what was, what's the verse? What does it say? Uh, they were dismayed at his presence, which means frightened or terrified yeah they were like taken aback like all of the emotion that they must have been feeling all at once like i would have been scared like oh my gosh she told us who he is 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 he gonna kill us now right the resentment he must have like okay being forgiven by somebody and you know knowing that they forgave you but then trying to go back to your like normal ways yeah is so hard yes to do it especially if you have been if you if you yourself has wrong have wronged someone as much as that his brothers did like they couldn't it's be themselves terrible. around yeah. them mm-hmm. around him yeah. at all but he tries to comfort them he's like don't it's okay like what does he say he, he says, says come here to me yes and now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for god sent me before you to preserve life yes well like he he told him he was like it's me it's joseph i'm here you know, come near to me, please. Because they were probably like backing up. Like, yeah, no, don't touch like, me. Who are you? You're having a mental breakdown. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's think about like, it's crazy. It's insane to think about. But yes, he says, you know, don't be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. As in he is preserving the life of everybody in the area, everybody in Egypt. He's saving so yeah. many people because of his plan with the of, famine. Exactly. Because, because of he knew what happened with yeah. his brothers. The seven plus seven. Seven years of prosperity, yes. seven years of famine. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Sevens? Mm-hmm. Just my lucky number. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I think I did. Yeah. I'm sure I, I won I won on seven red in, in Vegas when I was there mm-hmm. for my brother's wedding. <laughs> hey guys anyway they don't listen to this um <laughs> anyway anyway he says you know it's okay like he don't be afraid them. he has to persuade them he's like you know god sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep you alive for many survivors alive for you many survivors wow i read that completely wrong <laughs> it was not you who sent me here but god and he he's basically having to persuade his brothers that he is who he says he is yeah that he's not angry with them that it's not their fault that it was god's plan all along which is very hard to do in a moment of like that which you know he did have some time to think on it like he saw his brothers it was probably like about a year 
before they saw him again yeah something and then they like saw that. him again you know so he's had some time to well and he's probably played this it. over in his head over and over again yeah think like, about it like when he was sitting in prison oh, if i ever saw them again yeah or when he what was working as a slave yeah like yeah what would he I probably do? thought about yeah. it a lot but the fact that he just says you know do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here number one before he reveals himself to his brothers he makes everybody leave so he's not blatantly telling everybody their sin Mm -hmm. and he just glosses over it yeah he's like we're moving on we're done we're past it next chapter because you know he's past the grief and he's past the anger of their sin and he he was the victim of it exactly so he wants them to be over it as well yeah and i think this too just goes to show the change of heart that they had Mm -hmm. also that they would feel this kind of way yeah can you like ugh, just to be able to forgive your brothers like that for for what they did to you? I hold on. I, I'm not gonna lie. You're a it's bad. Holder. Yeah, I'm a grudge holder, I petty you're a stuff, grudge stupid stuff. Like yeah. I still remember when people when I worked at McDonald's. How many years ago people that were mean to me in the drive through? Like I remember your faces. Just so you know, sneeze like, nuggets. Like <laughs> no, I never did that. Never. But like think about like something as small as that yeah and they literally like they sold him into slavery they he probably thought that they were going to kill him Mm -hmm. the fear that he would have felt and then being sold off yeah without anything for him to just be like meh mbd don't worry about it guys problem it's all good i forgive you i'm here to save your life like so many times i wish i would i wish that came easy to me i wish forgiveness was my gift because you know i i hold on to things and when somebody wrongs me it i file it away when i really shouldn't yeah yeah absolutely same i'm guilty of that also i forgive you yeah it's fine like truly and then think about it too like they've got to be thinking like are yeah and like they've got to be thinking like did did he really like what why why would he why is he being nice to us you know is he making us put our guard down so he can just kill us later right like what's the deal here so <laughs> right but he could see he could see god's hand in his life he exactly. could see the plan that was playing out before him and especially looking in hindsight he could definitely see why he was there yeah it was blaringly obvious yes so i think that's what also made it easier for him to yeah, forgive i think so too oh i think it's also a play to romans that verse in romans where you know um god plays all evil for good and yes kind of mm-hmm. it it kind of ties into here because yeah. what verse is it? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. No, I know what you're talking about. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> I'm taking too long to find it. Okay. But anyway, so he says, go bring my father here. Yes. Basically, I want to see my dad. Yes. Because of course he does. Of course he does. And he can't leave Egypt. No, because he's in charge of everything. Yeah. He's but the boss. To- But two, he also wants to have his whole family there with him and to save them from the famine that is only going to last longer. Yeah, because Because it's it's only been two years. There's still five more to go. We're not even halfway through the famine yet. No. Um, He says, go get my dad. Tell him like where I'm at in Egypt, like all the honor that I've had, like my role, like everything that I have. Tell him I am sending for him. Joseph, your son that is not dead. Mm-hmm. that by the way you sold into how are they gonna tell that to the dad yeah 
that's a whole other we'll bridge see. to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells him that they're going to live in the land of Goshen, which is in Egypt, um, which is near him. And, you know, he's like, all of your children, your children's children, your flocks, everything that you own, I will provide for you there for five years um, so that your household and all that you have, you know, don't come to poverty. Yeah. Bring bring everything and everyone. I'm going to take care of you, basically. And he sends, so the brothers, you know, they get, they gear up to go back and he sends gifts yep. for his dad to prove that he is who he says he is and he has the stature. Yes. The status, the stature, status, status, status. to do what he says that he's going to do. Yeah, and he tells Pharaoh what he's going to do. He's not like he's doing this behind yeah, because In fact, his, Pharaoh's like, yeah, do bring it. him here. Get, get some wagons. Bring him here. In fact, get you, get the wagons, send gifts, like yep. bring them back here so they can have the fat of the land. Yep. Which I think is really big. Considering Considering how, it's a famine mm-hmm. and he has to protect his own people. Well, Considering how racially That's what I was just going to say. We just talked about in the last was. episode too. Is just how, yeah, how ethnically and racially separated they were. That they were viewed as lesser. Yeah. And he's and saying, bring them here and you them. give them the best like you have. Yeah. Like, of course. Which I think is only right because they are Joseph's family and yeah. Joseph did save his entire country. Exactly. And I think this is Pharaoh giving credit where credit's due yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah so they go back um with the wagons and the gifts and provisions for the journey Mm -hmm. they gave them each a change of clothes but to benjamin he gave 300 shekels and of silver and five changes of clothes um to his father he sent as follows 10 donkeys loaded with good things of egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain bread and provision for his father on the journey then he sent his brothers away and they departed and he said to them do not quarrel on the way meaning do not argue amongst yourselves on how you're going to explain this to jacob yeah just don't just do it yeah yep (laughs) so that's what they do um which that had to be a conversation that needed to be had because like how are they going to explain oh, the but, fact that they sold their brother into slavery well how are they going to explain to and that their, he's actually alive yeah the biggest thing is like they told him he was dead yeah they covered his coat in blood in goat's blood like the whole point of that was so that he would think that he was dead Didn't how would do that I wasn't that just reuben's idea to cover the coat in blood i don't remember anyway but how are they going to now tell her dad, by the way, just kidding, Joseph's not dead. He's really alive. Because mind you, keep in mind, too, we just went through this whole thing last week where we were talking about how crazy and far-fetched the brother's story to their father must have sounded when they came back from Egypt originally. Now they're coming but back. But now with you're coming tale? back with this giant fairy tale and all this stuff. And you're telling me that my favorite son, who I mourned for for forever, he's and probably mourned. still it's mourning, so like he died. still grieving over, is actually alive and is the one who gave you all like, of this. If you remember back when we did the story of when Joseph was quote unquote killed and yeah. Jacob had to find out that his son was dead, he said that his spirit was going down to sheol to mm-hmm. be with his son son yeah so, so he was spiritually, spiritually dead he died yeah with his son that day yeah so he's been living in death basically mm-hmm. yeah ever and since. in sorrow and mm-hmm. yeah depression so anyway um i just had a note and i meant to mention it earlier so benjamin 
It says in verse 12, and now your eyes see in the eyes of my brother, Benjamin, see that this is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father all of my honor in Egypt and all of that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother, Benjamin's neck and wept and Benjamin wept upon his neck. And then he kissed all his brothers and wept on them. After that, his brothers talked with him. So the fact that he and Benjamin wept together. Mind you, Benjamin's the only brother that didn't sin against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He was probably a child. Yeah. Last time he saw him. Yeah. Um, And two, like, Joseph had to initiate with the brothers, the other brothers, that physical contact. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't going to do it. And yeah. none of the rest of them wept. Probably because they were still in shock. Yeah, well, wouldn't you be? <laughs> like seriously though like what are the i mean i cry when i see people cry so yeah Yeah. whatever but (laughs) what are the odds that the brother that you thought you were selling into poverty rose to this amount of power and wealth and has access to all of this is now standing in front of you yep you know telling you that he's gonna bring your entire family under his provisions it's okay so yes anyway um so they go back, they go back to the land of Canaan where Jacob is, Israel is. They do. Um, they, I don't, it doesn't say about their journey. It doesn't say if they quarreled or not, but we're going to assume they didn't because Joseph told them not to. <laughs> um, and so they, they came to their father, Jacob and jo- and said, Joseph is still alive and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. So he died spiritually Mm -hmm. when Joseph died. And now he has been been revived. Spiritually back to life. Interesting. Like, I mean, you can kind of see Jesus Christ... um, resurrection story in this yeah absolutely Just a little bit but you know at another note no i guess i didn't oh yes i did um you remember in the last episode we said that you know when the boys came back and were talking to jacob he said all this has come against me Meaning, like, all of these things, everything has just been so yes. horrible. All yeah. these things have and come you brought me. it all on me. Yes. Yep. And now it is, it is enough. Change of heart. Upon hearing that his one favorite yeah, son is, is alive. alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brings him out of this, like, deep pit of depression. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the why pit. they call it a pit of depression. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. For multiple reasons. But anyway. But yes. Yes. The last verse, and Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is alive. I will go and see him before I die. And that's the end of chapter 45. So chapter 46 is talking about that journey that they're taking. Yeah. Um, Because Joseph, Joseph, Jacob and his, his family. entire family is going to take back to Egypt. All of his people. All of his people. Um, So they journey to... Beersheba. Beersheba. Yes. And he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, I am here. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt for there. I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt and I will also bring you up again. And Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. So 
a little unpacking in this word from God himself talking to Israel. Let's have it. My first question is, which I have answers to if you don't, um, why do you think Jacob was so afraid to go to Egypt? I don't know. So if you remember, Abraham. Uh, yes, <laughs> of course. Abraham went to go Egypt. Ahead. Yes. And it was, you know, viewed great evil came from his trip both times to Egypt. Abraham. Because he was a liar. Yes. Isaac was specifically told not to go to Egypt. Right? Yep. Yep. And also Jacob knew that God told Abraham that his descendants would be strangers in yes. the land mm-hmm. that is not there. I did have notes on that. And will and they will serve them and afflict them for 400 years. So maybe he was subconsciously afraid that he was going to be the start of that, yeah. which he was. Yeah. But. Because of course they would know that. Yeah. Of course. They would have been told that because it was part of the So covenant. his past and the past of his father and his grandfather is any indication of why he would be afraid to go to Egypt. Absolutely. So that that's why enough. God is coming and comforting him yeah. in that. It's so <clears throat> okay. Secondly, he's, he's leaving the promised land. And what happens when he leaves or comes into the promised land? God always talks to him. Yep. I would like to go. Can I speak? <laughs> right. That'd be nice. But a lot of, yes. I'm sure a lot of people do. Um. Anyway. So he told him his purpose of bringing Israel and his entire family to Egypt, which was to make him into a great nation. Yep. Right. Um, And he brings him into Egypt and is specifically into this part of Egypt because what did we say a couple episodes ago or yes, last, last episode that Egypt was such a racially separated separated. area. Mm -hmm. So he's bringing him out of assimilation that they would have had in the land of Canaan into a land where they do not intermingle with foreigners Yeah, so that they would preserve God's people in a land that is not theirs. So he's bringing them out from basically tainting the lines yeah. that he has yeah, created. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that they can multiply. Yeah, be because even Jacob's themselves. brother married a Canaanite. Mm-hmm. Multiple. Yeah. So. I mean, while they are still in pagan grounds, Egypt is so racially, racially separate, segre- yeah. segregated, mm-hmm. separated, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That they would be kept preserved. on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And then I just like the verse. I never I, thought of that. That's so good. Yeah. That was really good. Okay. Anyway. I like the verse that I myself will go down with you to Egypt and I will also bring you up again. Yeah. So God is saying, I will, I will be with you when you go to Egypt. Like you're, you're protected. You have me by your side. Right. But the, the, I will also bring you up again. He, he dies in Egypt. We know that. Right. So yeah. I think he's talking here about the coming of christ Mm -hmm. the resurrection yeah i will bring i will bring you up yep because he doesn't like bring you up again like what else could that refer to exactly you know exactly or maybe he's talking about bringing you up again as in you and your people like you're going to be oppressed but don't worry i'll I'll restore you to where you're maybe but i mean either way like that's done through christ Mm -hmm. like we are all restored through christ yes which is through his his son yeah not his favorite one yeah and that seriously (laughs) just saying it's not the one he picked yeah kind of like how jacob wasn't the one that isaac picked is 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 judah the next eldest in line 
after Reuben? I thought it was oh, Simon. Gosh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. God doesn't care. You're right. Anyway, um, the last part of verse four, Joseph hand shall close your eyes. This also brings him assurance that he is going to see Joseph yes. again before he dies. Before because he he's dies. Old, that makes sense. Yeah. And he's probably scared that he's not going to be able to see yeah, him. He's pretty old. And so that is just a reassurance thing. But yeah, you're going to see him. I promise. That like, too, you're going to see him and he is actually alive. Yeah. God himself is telling him that his son is, son is alive. Yeah. So if he didn't yep. believe now, he has to believe. Yeah. And I think the fact that Jacob even packed everything up and traveled, I think in the research that we did, it said somewhere around 26 miles from where he was to Beersheba. Beersheba. The fact that he even went there with intentions of knowing that he was going to be leaving just shows the amount of faith and his spiritual growth that he has, he himself has had with God. It's like, he's trusting him again. He absolutely is. Like now that he knows Joseph is alive, Mm -hmm. he's trusting him again. Mm -hmm. His spirit was revived. He was awakened, if you will. Yes, he was. That's exactly what it says. His spirit was alive. Um, why wasn't verse four in the running for favorite verses? 46, it was. four. It was. I said 46, four and you were like, Oh, no, I thought you said three. I thought you no. said three. No, that's it. 46, four is it. Okay. Anyway. So he goes after God talks to him. He says, all right, let's do this thing. We're leaving. We're going. Packs up their little ones and their wives and the sons. Yep. Jacob and, and all of his offspring with him, his sons, his son's sons with him, his daughters and his son's daughters, all his offspring. Everybody. He brought with him to Egypt. All the people. All the people. All of his family, all of his offspring. Now, the next couple of sections of 46 goes through the names of the descendants of Israel who came with him into Egypt. Yes. Right? Yep. We're not going to go through all these. No, you can read them. It was a lot. Um, it's a lot and we'll tell you exactly how many exactly so i'll read the the ending verses these are the sons of leah whom she bore to jacob in padamaran padamaran um that's not the way you say it but anyway together with his daughter dinah all together his sons and his daughters numbered 33 by leah right yep and then it says these are the sons of zilpha the whom Laban gave to Leah, his daughter, and she bore Jacob 16 persons. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the sons of Rachel who bore, who were born to Jacob, 14 persons in all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're talking about sons and grandsons too. This mm-hmm. is everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And then um, these are the sons of Bilhah whom Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, the, and these she bore to Jacob, seven persons in all. Mm-hmm. So verse 26 starts and says, all of the persons belonging to Jacob who came into Egypt, who were his own descendants, not including Jacob's sons, wives, were 66 persons in all. And the sons of Joseph who were born to him in Egypt were two. All the persons of the house of Jacob who came into Egypt were 70. Seven. Zero. Yes. I have something from, I think it's from Ligonier mm-hmm. about the 66. Yeah. Did you have something? No. You didn't? No. So 66 members, uh, this is, before we get into it, this is a point of contention for a lot of people who oppose the Bible because it's kind of like one of those topics that they want to argue saying, you know, well, if you do the math, it doesn't add up to 66. Or if you do the math, it doesn't add up to 70. It, It adds up to 75 or 78 or 63, like some random numbers. Not 70. Not 70. Okay. Um, so I just found that in my research. 
if it's 66 and it says 70, then that's what it says. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, from Ligonier's has 66 members of Jacob's family, not including himself, went with him to Egypt. Scholars disagree on how Moses arrives at this number, but it likely comes from adding Dinah mm. to the 70 male descendants of Israel named in verses 1 through 25. Yeah. That's from exactly this total, is. we subtract Ur and Onan, which were the two sons of Judah, Judah that died. That were killed, yep. Um, we subtract Joseph, Ephraim, and Messen, whatever, <laughs> since those five did not travel with They Jacob. were already there. They were already there. Notably, Moses numbers Jacob's family at 70 after telling us that 66 descendants traveled with him into the land of the Nile. This is not a contradiction. Moses is using two different numbers for two different purposes. 66 persons journeyed with Jacob to, yep. to Egypt, but 70 of his household settled in the country, including Jacob, Joseph, Ephraim, and Menemenes, <laughs> that guy. Moses recorded the number 70, which is often associated with completeness in scripture to yep. teach a lesson. Lesson. Having 70 of Jacob's house in Egypt tells successive generations how God kept his promise to Abraham that the full number of Israelites would settle there. Yep. 70. Yep. That's what I had. That's almost exactly what I had about the number 70. Yes. Yep. Sorry if I stole your thunder. No, I was fine. just reading verbatim. That's no, from Ligonier. Yeah, by because the way. I also, well, I knew I just pulled 70 and I remember, you know, learning and other things throughout reading that seven is the number that god chooses jesus choose to reflect completion or perfection yes seven so seven and ten right yeah seven and ten mm -hmm. seven times ten is seventy <laughs> it is yeah. okay at any rate at any rate um he sent judah ahead of him to show the way to goshen as mm -hmm. they came into the land yeah which can we talk about judah let's for a talk, second yeah let's talk about judah Showing the way. Oh, show me the way. Yes. Just as Jesus Christ paved the way to God yep. for his people. Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. Parallel. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to like this Judah guy more and more every time we talk about him. Yeah. I feel like he's very relatable. Yeah. Like nobody, and for anybody listening or anybody not listening, nobody is too far gone that God can't save you. Yes. Like Snaps. for any reason... Yes. So Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father in Goshen. So I think they just point to the fact that he has a chariot just to say, hey, he's the second in command of Pharaoh. Exactly. Like, he, Is it, he, he has his wealth. Yeah. Kind of like the mentioning of camels that we talked about yes. several episodes ago. Yes. Or wealth. Wealth. What, they're wealth. wealthy. <laughs> wealth. Wealthy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um. So he presented himself and fell on his neck and wept. Why is the neck? I, I think it's just to say like they were the hugging. hugging. Okay. Yeah. You know how like when you put your head, it's not really like on someone's shoulder, but it's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, now let me die since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. Leave me here. Leave me here to let die. Let me die. I've seen your face. What is there a thing? And maybe I should have researched this. Is there a thing with like people in the Old Testament thinking that they were dying? Because you remember Isaac? Yeah. He thought he was dying, and then he lived like how many more years? I mean, well, and you, the wagon was mostly for Jacob because he was old. Yeah, he, he was old. Had a, he was he had very a bad old. Hip he had a bad hip anyway. Wrestled with God, mm -hmm. so like he was decrepit. <laughs> he was decrepit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe we should look that up one day. So Joseph just tells him he's going to go to the Pharaoh and tell him that, you know, your entire family's here. And basically, I think they needed permission from the Pharaoh specifically. Yeah. So, you know, they could settle in wherever. Goshen. And I think probably a large part of that was due to the fact that it was the best part in Egypt. Yes. And they were I, Hebrews. Hebrews. They, they were, were Hebrews. Foreign people. Yeah. Yeah. So he tells his brothers exactly what to say to the Pharaoh when they meet with him. Yeah. And only five of them go. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, um, it says... When the Pharaoh calls on you and says, what is your occupation? You shall, you shall say, your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, in order that you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. An abomination. An abomination. Why? I think it's just a race thing. Yeah, it is. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. It's just a race thing that they just felt that... Not only Hebrews, but also shepherds were. Yeah, it says their identity as shepherds. My Bible says their identity as shepherds will assure Pharaoh that they are they entertain no social or political ambitions and will help insulate them from intermarriage with the pagans. Mm-hmm. And I think that, too, is a large part of why Joseph wanted to make sure that that was exactly what they said. So as to keep them separate from separate them. and safe. Yeah, exactly. So. That was the end of chapter 46, where um, Joseph is instructing them on exactly what to say. So 47, we're going to see them actually interact face to face with Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah. So we see that five of his brothers, I don't even know where we left off at. We'd left off at the end of 46. Okay. So five of his brothers are going to see Pharaoh, um, and they basically go up to him and say what was scripted yeah it's exactly what it was i like that they say something about the severeness of the famine in canaan um and the fact that they've come to sojourn but they did hit on the fact that they were shepherds they did yeah um so pharaoh said your father and your brothers have come to you the land of egypt before you settle your father and your brothers in the best of the land let them settle in the land of goshen and if you know any able men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Yeah. So he's giving them the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And then he's also giving them a job. Yeah. Working for him also. Good. Right. Which to is be a part of the Pharaoh's like workmen. People. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I would think so. That couldn't have been a thing that happened often. No. I Because they're outsiders. My, and my theory. Exactly. My theory is, is that they did it because he did it because of joseph. who joseph is yeah yeah like this he, they're he's getting not he they his brothers are getting everything that they're getting and everything that they're gonna have because of joseph yes so well not because of joseph ultimately it's because of god but you know what i'm saying i get what you're saying yeah because of who he is and his status yeah and all in that. egypt yeah in egypt. um so after he talked to his brothers he brought in his father and Jacob blessed the Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, how many are the days of the years of your life? That is such a hard sentence. Wait, just say, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of my ye- the days of the years of my sojourning are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. And they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their sojourning. So at this point... <laughs> Jacob Israel is 130 years old. Yes, he is. He 
says that his life has been few few and evil. Yeah. So two points. Few, meaning that it hasn't attained, he hasn't come to to live as long as his father, who lived to 180 years old. And he hasn't lived as long as Abraham, his grandfather, which he died at 175. Mm -hmm. So in terms of that, it's been few. Yeah. And the evil he's talking about like let's just think back oh this man's life think back on his life like he back even yeah like in the womb like he was fighting with his brothers his brother he tricked his brother out of his birthright he tricked him out of his blessing he was sent away from his entire family never got to see his mom alive again he was tricked by his uncle into marrying leah Mm -hmm. he was tricked yet again to stay with Laban and be basically his um, servant exploited yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. And then he wrestled with God. Yeah, it was a whole hassle for him to get back home then because Laban chased it after him. Yeah. And, and then he had to reconcile things with his brother. Yeah. Like you said, he wrestled, he literally wrestled God. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, he had trouble conceiving with his favorite wife, Rachel, mm-hmm. and then she died. And then, <laughs> and then his favorite son was and then taken his favorite from him. Son died, <laughs> like quote unquote died. Yeah, of course his days were filled with evil, but yes. they were all based on his actions. Like if yeah. you, it's his punishment. This is just punishment just yeah, exactly from God. justice. Like <laughs> yeah, and he should have seen that, and I feel like he did. I'm sure he did. But yeah, I did like also the fact that he said. The days of the years of my sojourning are 130. And then he also said that about um, his his father and his grandfather, the days of their sojourning. So meaning that the, the time on earth, he's a foreigner in the land, yeah. like not in just the land of where he's at, like in the promised land in Egypt, wherever he has been. He's saying his entire life, he's been a visitor because this is our temporary home. And he mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. And we've seen, he's seen a very small glimpse yeah. of what it is. With the ladder. With the ladder. So I just like that verse. Yes. Anyway, um, so after leaves. that, they leave. They, he was like, okay, settle your father, settle your blah, blah, blah. Get people. Them all set up. And then um, give them food according to the number of their dependents, which 70 people is a lot of people to feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're going on to the next section of 47 where Joseph is a genius. Yeah. I kind of touched on this last episode. Like it's two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two episodes ago. Pure brilliance. Pure brilliance. Because so what was happening, if you don't remember, is at that time, this is when Joseph was first rising to power in Pharaoh's court. Yeah. And he, after he interpreted Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's, uh, Pharaoh's dream, he, you know, made a a suggestion for a solution to the seven years of famine said, you know, collect a 20% yield or, you know, what was it like a fifth per or fifth yield from all of the, um, good years that they were going to have. Yeah. The harvest. Yes. From the, from the plenty. Yes. And then they would have that in their stores for, when the years of famine came yes, and then they could sell that back to the people, the people. Mm-hmm. Well, this famine is lasting a really long time. People are running out of money. They're like, I don't have any more money. We need more food. Please. Can you help us? Yep. So what does Joseph say? Give he us says, your livestock. Yes. 
you can have some more food if you give us your livestock. So they say, okay, because what choice do they have? They either pay them in livestock or, after they, die. They, or they die. Exactly. And if you have kids or yeah. whatever people, of course, you're going to sell your livestock. So they do. So then more time passes and they're out of money and they're out of livestock. And they say, um, what else? We need more food. What else can we do? We need, will you please, will you take our land? Yep. Yep, we'll take your land. We'll take your land as payment for food. So Pharaoh now has all the money. He has all the livestock. He has all the land. But wait, that's not There's all. More. <laughs> There's more. And now with the seven-year famine, you also get servants. Slaves. Exactly. Hmm. Because then... They sell themselves. They sell themselves because they have no other choice. Like they have sold, again, we'll just repeat it. They've Used spent all their, all their money. money. Yep. They've used all their cattle gave all their cattle gave all their land and then what do you have left nothing you have nothing left but yourself so ultimately they trade themselves as servants yep. to be or save <sighs> help me <laughs> they trade themselves to be servants for pharaoh so now essentially for food. yeah for food for mm-hmm. so now essentially pharaoh has Everything. quite literally everything he has all of the money he has all of the livestock he has all of the land and he owns all the people yep like except for one little part of like this prince whatever because they lived off of stipend yeah. from pharaoh there was something in the bible about yeah it. i don't exactly remember but um he was a genius the way he set it up he was an absolute genius but the fact is even after the famine was over because pharaoh pharaoh owned the livestock he owned the land he owned the people like he didn't take them all as slaves into his house like he let them stay where they were at and work the land yeah he took their yield give me five percent of everything yeah yep and that was the deal like if you ask me that's a pretty sweet deal Mm -hmm. with not having to die Die for not from starvation do you know how that that's such a horrible way to die i can't even imagine like okay do you even think about kids dying from starvation nowadays no. because that still happens? It it's terrible. But it like does. it's a horrible way to go. I can't even absolutely I, I can't horrible. think about it. Oh. Makes me cringe. Oh. So yeah, so even to it says in the Bible, even to this day, that the Pharaoh still gets five percent of everything in the land of Egypt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it extends outside of Egypt too. It probably came to whoever needed money. Yeah. I mean, food, not who never needed money. Whoever needed food. Everybody. If they were out of money. Yeah. Think about for seven years. And like if you're if you're making your money selling crops in your harvest and you don't have a harvest or crops. Think about how lucky Joseph's family was. Exactly. How blessed they were. Because because they didn't have to do that. He didn't he didn't make them pay for any of the food that he, he gave them. And 70 people, that is a lot of people. And they multiplied and they grew like within that famine and mm-hmm. even beyond. They grew into great nations yeah. of people. Like yeah. it's crazy for him to just take all of that on. But I also too, I wonder, I just now thought of this, and maybe you already did. You probably already did, but I'm gonna say it anyway. <sighs> Maybe Pharaoh took the mom because you know how like all the other rulos, rulos, that's a candy. Fruit (laughs) roll-ups. All the other like rulers and like Pharaoh saw that God was with Joseph. Yeah. That, oh, if I take them in, they're Joseph's kin. God's probably with them too. If I take them in, he's going to continue to bless my land. I mean, what did, what did God say to Abraham? He's going to bless those who bless him and curse those who curse him. So of course that extends. 
yeah it's because he's i mean pharaoh's blessed this pharaoh's blessing them yeah. so so of course he's going to be blessed mm-hmm. by their prosperity because they eat the cattle the livestock they the servants, prospered like over pharaoh oh yeah oh yeah so of course he saw that oh yeah of mm-hmm. course he saw that yep oh yeah so is that it no no okay i was like wait what? <laughs> almost i really I mean, I didn't have anything else, you know, otherwise of note in that chapter other than at the end. Yes. Um, kind of going back a little bit. I guess maybe not really going back, but we'll circle around to it. So we're approaching the time where Jacob is getting, we already know he's super old. Old, yes. He's old. He's likely crippled. Yes. Well, he is crippled. Because, he's, because his hip, he probably can't walk anymore. And so he is talking to Joseph. Yes. Um, and he says, you know, and when the time drew near that Israel must die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, put your hand under my thigh and promise to deal kindly and truly with me. Do not bury me in Egypt, but let me lie with my fathers. Carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. And Joseph answered, I will do as you have said. And he said, swear to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel bowed himself upon the head of his bed. What does that mean? I don't know. Bowed himself upon the head of his bed. Like he... I'm imagining like... I'm imagining like fetal position. Bowed, like on your knees, bowed at the the head of your bed. I don't know. I'm just saying it's just a sign of showing respect. Yeah. So he's specifically charging Joseph, even though in later chapters he will tell all of his sons this. But he's specifically saying, Joseph, I want you, you are in charge of my body after I am dead. I want you to take me to the burying place where everybody else has been buried, which is that, which is the cave in the land of Canaan. Yes. That Abraham purchased. Yes. Sorry. I'm just going back, but it's looking like that word that's being interpreted as bed is the Hebrew word can also mean or be interpreted as his staff. Oh, okay. Which would, to me, would make more sense because he's like, yeah, you know. Not that anybody listening could see me do that. He's not dabbing the staff, but because <laughs> no, that's what you like, just did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Staff. I I have that here as a footnote. Yeah. Staff. Okay. Oh, so do I. Lol. <laughs> Way to pay attention, guys. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, that was the end of chapter forty-seven. It was. He's a hundred and forty-seven years old. He he lived for 17 years, which is the exact amount of time that he had with Joseph before he was Oh my gosh, slavery. it is, isn't it? I never even, I didn't even put that parallel together. I did just now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Do you say I did just now? Yeah. <laughs> 17 years he lived with him in Egypt. Um, and I'm assuming because he, he dies soon after this, I'm assuming, and they don't say like, you know, when the other patriarchs die. Um, that is, you know, all the years of Abraham were 175. Like they don't say that when he actually dies. I think yeah. this is that part. So yeah. he's, he's going to die yeah. at 147 47. years yeah, 147. old. 147. Which is still pretty old. It's so, I mean, I mean compared now, to now, not compared to like Abraham, but like, I mean, you can you just know. see the, the degradation of, is that the right word? The de- evolution? De- well, sure. The de-evolution of the human race. Like it's just, you know, people are living shorter and shorter lives the the bloodlines are getting muddier and muddier yeah like further and further away from that perfect perfect specimen specimen, perfect Mm -hmm. creature from the dirt 900 years it's crazy to 147 that is crazy 
So I think uh, we have come to the time where we talk about our favorite verse. Yes. Um, did we change it? We changed we it did. mid-episode. We changed it mid-episode because originally I was like, oh... 4727. So this is one of the ones where we disagreed on what we our did. favorite verse yeah. was. Last yes. episode, we both hit it right, right on, on the, the dot. Head. Yeah. On the money. Now, I did say as we were reading and talking about it more, I did change my mind. But I initially had said 4727, which uh, I don't remember. La, 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 la. Oh, it just talks about Israel had finally settled in Egypt and the people multiplied and were were fruitful fruitful and multiplied. Yes. Which again is just further pointing to God fulfilling his promise to Abraham. Yeah. Um, But ultimately we decided to go with 46 verse four. Yes. Which is. I myself will go down with you to Egypt and I will also bring up, bring you up again. Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. And that was God talking to Jacob on yeah. his way to Egypt yes. to see Joseph. Yep. I think that was good. So why was that our favorite hear, verse? Oh, why that was our favorite verse. I'm sorry. I didn't, I thought it was obvious. <laughs> it is obvious. But why was it our favorite verse? So I think it's, you know, just because God is is telling him that I myself, I'm going to go with you. You don't have to be afraid. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to prosper you. Yes. Um, have no fear. Yes. And he's giving him that that assurance that he is going to see Joseph yes. again. Yeah. He is actually alive. So yeah. he's giving that him as that. as crazy as the situation seems, it's they're telling the truth. It's true. Yep. Anyway, so our next episode will be the last of our Genesis Can you guys journey. believe it? Oh I my can. goodness, that's crazy. We're going to be discussing the last few chapters of Genesis, which is chapters 48 through 50. Yes. And that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. This has been so crazy. How long has it been? Like four months? Yeah, four months now. Oh my goodness. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we have spent in God's word and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening.